Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. It is our first one for this week, and I have uh, I have a, a bit of a revelation. It's not really, but uh, now do you do you watch uh, that show Finding Your Roots on uh, PBS with Professor Gates, where he uh, has very very often very famous people, and he he digs into their past. And I, obviously, the the staff the, they must have forty people to do this, but it's it's pretty fascinating sometimes. Um, you ever watch that show? Is it me? Now you can hear it me. Could. Yes, I uh, yeah, I've seen the show several times. I don't watch it religiously, but yes, okay. I've seen I've seen many episodes. All right. So um, on Sunday, I was uh, talking with cousin Marsha. Cousin Marsha uh, let me know that she was going to be at the Maryland Ohio State basketball game on CBS at four o'clock Eastern on Sunday, and she'd be sitting in the third row. Right behind wow. the Buckeyes bench, so look for me. It was one of those. A classic Big Ten matchup. Yeah, that turned out n- not too good for the for the good guys. Oh. But anyway, uh, uh, so I talked to her afterwards, and I said to her, um, "Was weren't our grandparents? Because uh, I'm cousins with her, because our mothers were sisters." Mm-hmm. I said, weren't, "Weren't our grandparents from Ukraine?" Okay. And uh, she said, well, I know our grandmother was. I don't know about our grandfather. And I said, well, I always heard you. This is, and this is what happens over, you know, 50 years. Sure. You don't really hear the story. Everybody hears a little bit of different this. And I said, I, my version of it was that they, they knew each other in Kiev. Now, that's what it was called back then. And, 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 and it was, and the, right, and, and capital city of China was Peking. Okay. It was, and there, and it was it Bombay. Was. There was no such thing as Mumbai. Exactly. It was Bombay. Right, right, right. right. Uh, anyway, th- I was under the impression that they knew each other there, and then they they actually almost inadvertently met in Columbus, Ohio, uh, in what would have been already the twentieth year of Ohio State beating Michigan in football at the end of the season, <laughs> you know, in the early nineteen hundreds, uh, um, and. Uh, well, well, let's check this. Let's let's see if we can figure this out. So I started down the uh, the Google rat hole okay. of typing in their names and just seeing if you could find an obituary or or something like that. Just something like that. And amazingly enough, here we go. Ancestry.com printed the 1940 census that listed them by name. And their birthplaces, and of course, their four children. They had four girls. Okay. My mother was the youngest. In 1940, my mother, whose name was Ruth Feldman, she was 12, 12. Mm. Okay. And, and the oldest kid was uh, 25. And not really relevant to the story, but I thought I would get it in so you believe me. Um, <laughs> but the point is, both, both of them, it's, it says they were born in Russia, which, of course, this goes back to. What was being said about Ukraine versus Russia? I mean, this is before the the Soviet Union ever existed. This is right. It was before the Russian Revolution, even right, that they were they were born there. So on their birth certificates, apparently, because that's what ended up in the census, maybe. However, they did the census back in 1940. They must have knocked on people's doors. Right. Um, but I just I found it kind of fascinating, and now I'm starting to get slightly obsessed 
with finding out more about them. But what it looks like, it looks like I could be 50% Ukrainian. It looks wow. like I could be a, a, you know, a, a, a 50-50. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just letting you know. So before you yap and start taking Trump's side. Oh, yeah. No, I was Carlson. There. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, I just want you to. I want you to know you're talking to a half Ukrainian here. Well, no, okay? I was I was definitely going to be uh, pro Putin all the way. I, I'm I'm glad you told me that before we got started, though. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, could have been awkward. Yeah. <laughs> right, but I, I guess the, the only tip would be if you're looking for something like this. I guess Ancestry.com. They're the one. Uh, they must print as much census material as they can dig up about people. How much? Just by cost, name. How, how much did it cost you? Nothing. Nothing. It's all free. Well, that part of it is, yeah. I mean, if yeah. you, I'm sure if you if you want more information, I'm sure that there's a come on there if you want to find more. But it's kind of sure. nice that I could find that uh, without having to pay anything. Because uh, as you know, I'm loath to pay for anything. You know that. <laughs> it's just the kind of guy is that I am. Now that that's the Ukrainian flag, right? That's the one. Now I uh, I found a story. Uh, earlier today, and I, I'd either forgotten about this or I didn't know about it. But at the 2017 CPAC conference, yeah. So this is this is in April, what four months after Trump becomes president. Yeah. A guy, a guy, a quote unquote liberal activist, passed out hundreds of red, white, and blue flags with Trump's name on them. However, the red, white, and blue flag had three wide stripes, and that's right. That's the Russian flag of today, and it had Trump's name on it. So these people, they didn't know that. They just thought they were waving a patriotic flag with Trump's name on it. And I guess at a certain point, somebody figured it out, and those flags were confiscated, and that wasn't very funny. Actually, I think that's one of the great pranks I've heard of. Did you ever hear of that story? Did you know heard, about that? I don't know if I heard of all of the details that you just gave, but I heard something about it. I, I do remember something about that from five years ago. Again, there was so much yeah. Trump bullshit to kind of wade through at the time that well, it was difficult but, to make it. But yeah. And of course, it was totally on point because that, that was right after he'd uh, already had uh, General Flynn as his national security advisor for, what, 12 days? Yeah. And he, uh, he fired him because Flynn lied. And of course, Flynn... Yeah, that, that that picture quickly appeared of him eating dinner with Putin. Yeah, and, and and commiserating with Putin. But as you know, it was a Russian hoax. <laughs> there was nothing to it. So and, and so my my uh, my question is: Did that guy save all those flags that he wasn't able to pass out then? Because he could have passed them out over the weekend. I don't know. Again, I don't know. And and, and put Trump's name on a a uh, Russian flag, and it would have made perfect perfect sense so there was a there was an even crazier conference the one that marjorie taylor green spoke at and i don't know if you saw that but they were actually chanting putin's name like unapologetically unironically chanting his name as a way of worshiping him now did they alternate that with let's go brandon because (laughs) so many there's so many great things to there's there's so much stupid, out here. There's so much stupid shit that comes out of CPAC and for that thing that Marjorie Taylor Green thing. But the 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 thing about the Marjorie Taylor Green or the white nationalist uh, thing that she spoke at, 
the just the 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 RNC and like the, the people in that county she's from and stuff, they just were clutching the pearls with oh my god, I can't believe she did this. Oh my god, we're yeah, we're so um, yeah. yeah, this put them over the line, right? This was the last I straw. Love, I love that they were so clutching the pearls that she yeah. just went way too far this time, Marjorie. I've got I've got the uh the the thread of of clips the uh, anti-Fauci crap. Oh. You want to hear some of these? Yeah, I want to hear some of this. All right. This one this one is that the that idiot Todd Starnes, who's a uh, right-wing talk show host uh, and a crank. He's yeah. on Fox a lot. This is uh 16 16 seconds here. Here you go. And you tell Dr. Fauci to stick those vaccines where the sun don't shine. Wow, good job. God bless you all. God bless America. That's a good one, huh? Isn't that a great one? That, that's a that's a good one. That's a good one. And you tell yeah. Dr. Fauci Quiet. to stick those Quiet. vaccines. You tell right. Todd Starnes to shut the fuck up. Yeah, thank you very much, and God bless America. All right, here's another one. This is a guy who's uh, supposedly with a group called Truth for Health Foundation. His name is Dr. Peter McCullough. And uh, in case you didn't realize the truth about how COVID spreads around, here he is. Virus is spread from a symptomatic person to a susceptible person only. Yeah. yeah. There is negligible asymptomatic spread. Ah, you didn't know that? You didn't realize that? Yeah. How could you not know that? I, I used to hear all this shit back during the 80s and really great uh, health sources like Hustler that how impossible it was to spread HIV uh, amongst heterosexuals. They, they used to have just article after article, again, in health expert places like Hustler magazine, how it was almost impossible for heterosexuals to get HIV. All right, here's a, a, a supposed doctor, Sebastian Gorka. And uh, I, I know you don't watch Fox very much. Um, and they they make gobs of, of money. Lots. Um, but not necessarily from, you know, commercials, as you know, yeah. because, you know, most respectable companies will not advertise on Fox News. So they have all this schlock and about half of the schlocky commercials are starring or voiced by people on Fox, you know, losers who, right. So like, um, like Dr. Sebastian Gorka, right. But what does this guy do? He, he, he's a nothing. Uh, let's see. Here we go. That's not the one. That's, here it is. Here we go. The tens of thousands of Americans who say no, Fauci, go to hell. Wow. I'm an American. I have the right to feed my children. You will not lost my children. Go wow. to hell. He's not done. Or even better, go to prison. He's not done. No, he's done. He's done. <laughs> Fauci's turned into quite the villain for these people. And again, he's he's the new lock him up because they were so successful at putting well, Hillary behind bars. They're now working on getting him locked up, right? It, it's like you, you can't you can't take it seriously. I don't take this kind of crap seriously because it's just that's well, like. It that's that's like dividing and dividing and dividing and getting down to the very core 
of the 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 stuff that you cook, the shit that's like stuck to the bottom of the pan, it's all burnt at the end. Yes. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's part of the meal, but you, you really don't want it, and you really just want to scrape it and and, and, and throw it down the sink because that that's who's going to these these things by now, right? But they still it's it's selling to somebody. I don't know whom. I mean, I can't couldn't tell you, but there's still some people that show up there and buy this shit for oh, some I know. or other. Um, I understand that. I understand. I they're going to be the. I don't know if they're going to be the ones that decide the next election. But then again, I don't know that they're not. Hey, speaking of Fauci, I don't know if you heard, but Doctor Oz uh, invited him to a debate, and Fauci's too pussy. He's too uh, chicken to do it. He won't do it, uh, Brad. <laughs> Doctor Oz said, "I, I, I want to debate you," and, and Fauci just hasn't gotten back to him. Why is he so yellow, Brad? Um. Have you ever thought of debating the uh, people that you're running against in the primary, Dr. Oz? <laughs> That's a thought. If, because I, I know this is hard to believe, Dr. Oz. Fauci's not on the ballot. He's not. And um, the, the, that one's too stupid to talk about because there's, <laughs> no, there's just nothing to say. Well, right? somebody on Twitter, somebody said it's like – I. I I invited I challenged Michael Jordan to a three point contest and he just he yeah. won't, he won't he just hasn't Same responded thing. he's so scared <laughs> why won't he do it <laughs> why why won't he do it oh, I don't watch God. you're right I don't watch Fox a lot but I've seen enough clips this Jennifer Griffin who is a really terrific reporter she is having her work cut out for her trying to knock down the bullshit that's going on on that channel. Are you witnessing this? Which you'll come down and she'll refute what a guest has just said. There's Trey Gowdy. He had some asshole on there that was lying and she had to spend several minutes just telling everybody that the guy was telling lies and refuting everything that he said. She, I, I feel terribly sorry for her <laughs> having to go on that channel and just refute the bullshit that's, that comes out of people's mouths on that channel. Well, no, no, hang, hang on a second. I don't. I don't. Well, and here's why. You, you, you know what? I get that, that she is, quote unquote, a good reporter. I understand that. She could do exactly the same kind of reporting that she is, quote, allowed to do on Fox at three in the afternoon. <clears throat> um, that other, quote unquote, straight reporters are doing when Fox is a real journalistic outfit. <clears throat> um but she's been there for, for 20 years, 25 years. And, uh, you know, I have no sympathy for you. Go get a job somewhere else where you don't have to spend half the time refuting the lies that other people that you work with are telling. That's the only thing you can do. You have to leave. You, you have to go. This is like the Trump administration. Oh, I can't quit because if, if I quit, they'll replace me with someone worse, <laughs> way worse, who will just toe the line and become a toady. So I'm there. No, that, that, that was the Chris Wallace thing. That was the Shepard Smith thing, right? That was the uh, campaign Carl Cameron thing. He quit four years ago, five years ago. He's a fucking great reporter. Yeah. Right? And, and so there are people that uh, that did walk away from Fox. Gretchen Carlson sued. Good for her. And she won. She's right. She's a winner. Um, so I, I don't want to, I don't have any sympathy for her, Brit, that she put, has to, to uh, 
uh, a fact check other people on that. I give her credit for going, not going along with the program and not saying, wait a minute, hang on a second, guys. Let, let's just go ahead and ground ourselves in reality. I give her some credit in fighting back a little bit against this bullshit. You should, you should give her that much credit. No. No, you don't. No, you no, you shouldn't work there. You should not work there. You shouldn't work there because you know she whatever she says will have one one thousandth of the influence that the lies will have. So it doesn't matter. Well, I I'm 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 assuming that she's already gotten death threats and been called all sorts of hateful uh, names and that sort of thing by the Fox. The, the 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 glitterati the people who have been uh, so faithful to that channel over the years speaking of people who wouldn't quit there's the oh, uh, there's stop the... no what are you doing to me you're <laughs> killing me with these you're you're bringing you're bringing up every dick every dick swinging from the ceiling <laughs> the new this guy Brit Brit this guy it it is hard to believe that he could be worse than you thought he was in his worst moment. But I've read that piece that you've put up there, that 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 review of it by yeah. the New York Times, and even the review is is actually unable to swing back and forth between him saying one thing then and another thing now, and trying to distance himself and trying to be the guy who did prevent the end of the country from well, happening and, and putting it in a book. Fuck him. Fuck him. He's like Bolton. He's just like Bolton, right? Fuck well, him. We, we should tell. Save it for work. the book. We should tell people who are listening, we're talking about the Bill Barr uh, memoir that has just been published and the criticism that Bill Barr, the former attorney general, is getting. Uh, Brad is now calling bullshit on all of that, as a lot of people are, saying that it does no good for you to publish something now when at the time you apparently supported President Trump in his quest to overthrow democracy. And and by the way, uh, apparently in the book, he vigorously defends the bullshit summary that he got out there and lied about ahead of the Mueller report being released to try to swing public opinion that worked okay because to this day it's the russia hoax right there was nothing there he was and then trump ran around and said i was totally exonerated they said i was not guilty of anything right and it's because Barr was out there uh you know playing playing uh, right tackle Right tackle. Oh, I can't get back. Left tackle. Left tackle is the big position on the offensive line because most quarterbacks are right-handed and they come in from the left side. So it's the left tackle that's the big. So he's playing left tackle for Trump all that time, and now he's telling you that that he was some kind of force for good. <laughs> come on. That seems come to on. be. And Trump was perfectly fine, but then. He went off the rails there at the end, Brad. That's the problem yeah. with Donald Trump. Is was, everything was going on great, but then at the yeah. end, he just went right off the rails. Brett, four years right on the rails, perfectly <laughs> on the rails. Ne- never, never a stray moment un- until that election was stolen from him, right? And then he just, <laughs> he was just so angry. He's like, he, he really did, but it was like the Incredible Hulk, right? It just, there was just a moment where it, it, just, it just left him. It just, oh, yeah. I mean, we do, Britt, do you remember? Do you remember? Of course, you remember. It was a year ago. There was that time right after the election where he essentially went silent. He went underground. He went, he went away. You're talking about Bill Barr, you're talking about and, Trump. 
from Trump, Trump. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we were wondering what was going on. Well, we know now what was going on. Right. The, the, the plot was being hatched. Right. Um, and Barr was there for a long time. I mean, he didn't quit until what, the middle of December or something it was like right, that? Yeah, right before Christmas. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. How, how many court decisions that laughed Trump's fake lawyers out of court had to come down the line before Barr decided to quit? Because there were, what, about 60, 65 of them? Where did he quit? At number 20? <laughs> number 30? 40? Where, where was it? We, we could actually figure that out if we wanted to do the research, but we don't. Um, and I'm so tired from doing Ancestry.com research on my oh, grandparents. Oh, sure. No, you're exhausted. I, I just have nothing left to do. I have nothing no, left to do. That's why today's uh, podcast brought to you by Bang Energy Drink. Bang it up. Whenever you're late at night going down rabbit holes, you need a bang. Uh, well, and, and it does it does bear <laughs> repeating. Part of the problem that Bill Barr got the job was that they fired Jeff Sessions. And Jeff Sessions, of course, went along with the idea of at least half-ass investigating the Russian connection with Donald Trump when it came to that. And it also, for some people who may have forgotten, the entire reason that Donald Trump was impeached the first time was because he was trying to deny armaments and defense uh, mechanisms to Ukraine because they wouldn't dig up dirt on Joe Biden's family. That's what happened. That's why he was impeached the first time is because he was denying them things that had already been agreed to. We're talking about defense stuff. And he said, nope, you're not going to get it unless you start making sure that we get Hunter Biden right. a picture of him. He should be impeached for that. He should be impeached for that. Well, as it turns out, he was. As it turns out, he was absolutely impeached for that. And then when yeah. he got caught, he immediately said, no, no, we gave him the stuff. We, we gave him this. I gave him the stuff. And then he immediately had people going behind his yeah, back it, trying to get the Department of Defense not to give him shit. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. He, he is, uh, as part of his uh, 25-angle um, uh line of bullshit right now that he's out there undermining the country. Oh my God. Uh, and I would say even in a treasonous way, the things that he's saying, but uh, one of the uh, talking points that he runs with is that he was a great, great friend and supplier of the necessary armaments to the Ukrainians. And it's Biden that has uh, stopped everything now. And, Putin saw that, saw the weakness, and said, "I'm in. I'm going in." Now, um, <laughs> the 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 utter Orwellian falseness and 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 bullshit of that is so so beyond anything. And the whole, but I really think, I really think, and we know that this guy will run on a lie. He'll run on a fake promise. He'll run on any, right anything that he thinks works for him. And I really think this is a dangerous one that we have to make sure it's the truth is, 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 is out over and over and over again. And it's not provable, but the evidence is, is overwhelming. And that line is, if I was still president, there would have been no invasion, which is, right. you know, if, uh, um, you know, if the Patriots hadn't traded Tom Brady, they absolutely 100% would have won another Super Bowl. You don't know that. You absolutely don't know that. And in the case of of uh, would Putin have invaded uh, had Trump still been the president, there's just a I just wrote a wonderful piece. I read it. And this guy just just knocks it down five ways from Sunday. But his broad point is 
we listen closely. If Trump were still the president, Putin wouldn't have had to invade no. Ukraine. He wouldn't have needed to no. invade Ukraine because Trump would have laid down yeah. and looked the other way, and he would have continued his program to fuck up the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And uh, we're at the opposite end of that. Is this going to work out? Well, I don't know. I mean, we have a lot of situations where at the beginning it looks one way, and then we look back and go, how are we thinking this? But in in this particular case, uh, NATO, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, is acting in a unified fashion. Correct. Uh, as uh, some people have said, the likes the world has never seen. I mean, nobody thought that this was possible. Fucking A, Switzerland. Switzerland on, yeah. is freezing the assets of Putin. How, dirty do, you, how dirty do you have to be for the Swiss to get on your ass and freeze your assets? The, the, the answer is wor worse than Nazi <laughs> gold and silver and jewelry and paintings and other art that they were willing to hold during the 1930s and into World War II. They were willing to hold on to that under the guise of we're neutral. But with Putin, yeah, that's please. it. We're drawing the line. So there it is. Worse than Hitler. Oh, yeah. It's official. Worse than Hitler. That's Switzerland. Most, worse than Hitler. That's got to be the most amazing thing is that the Swiss actually decided that uh, you guys are that's too yeah. dirty for us. And by the way, we've held on to like Jewish gold fillings and not returned them to families before. So this, <laughs> this is some bad shit. This is some very, very bad shit right here. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, this is all at one level, it, it's atmospheric because, you know, Putin, like a lot of rich people, I'm sure he has enough money to live. He'll do fine. It doesn't matter. But it's it's the idea of it. It's the important idea of it. And uh, the the uh, other sanctions that are that are uh, rolling into place have obviously had a very, very quick effect much more so than we thought and they're they're tougher than than we thought and for uh, all the all the, the 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 folks who want us to go to war want us to put soldiers on the ground feet on the ground in there um there's no you will be the that. you will be the first persons to say why do we do this every time right but the there's people no that are cheering for for, for a physical participation by americans so that we have body bags coming home and funerals here for up they will be the first ones to say you know we we're wrong every time so stop that please there's stop no, that but there's no truly there's truly no political will for americans to put boots on the ground it, it is a vast minority of human beings that are actually saying that there's no there's no true political will for people uh, overwhelmingly to put American soldiers in harm's way in, in the Ukraine. It just doesn't exist. But Donald Trump, it, the, the great backflip today was now he's responsible for NATO. There would be no NATO. Oh, stop that. Stop it. <laughs> that's his actual. Yeah. That's his actual deal today. But it, I, I want you to, to look at what's happened. I do. I think it's fairly clear now that Putin has bitten off more than he can chew and is putting himself into a bad position. You're correct in saying that he's not going to go broke and he's probably got enough layers of people between him so somebody's not going to come up to him and shoot him in the head. But there are several people who are in the yacht set lifestyle who are his buddies in Russia who are probably going to get hurt by this stuff. These sanctions are going to 
feel a pinch even among his buddies, the ones that have supported him. Uh, and after a while, if he starts feeling the pressure from somebody, I'm not saying there's going to be uprisings in the street because those people in Russia are not being told the truth. There are demonstrations that are anti-war demonstrations, even in his hometown of St. Petersburg. But I, I think he's put himself in a terrible position right now, Brad. I, I think this is a guy, and, and I really do subscribe to this theory. It's, it's, it's maybe too simple. It's too easy to believe. But I, I, I'm, I'm going with him. I read a great piece this morning uh, in, in, in Slate about this. And you've heard different versions of it, how isolated he is. And, mm -hmm. of course, those, those pictures of him at the long table, okay, yeah. where Great. he's at one end of the table and there's, you know, 12 guys, you know, 50 feet away from him. My first thought is, wait a minute, are they, are they filming a uh, a Miller Lite commercial where somebody slings the beer all the way down the table, <laughs> right? Or or is is this a, a new wrinkle in midlife crisis that we've never seen before? A lot of guys try to <clears throat> compensate with buying cars, True. right? Uh, buying bigger TVs. Well, this is uh, sitting at a <clears throat> bigger table. Right. It's not that. Um, but that picture, as as ridiculous as it is, is, is emblematic because you've heard that he has been the world's number one uh, coronavirus germaphobe for two years. No one's been able to actually even get near him for, for two years. And uh, being the wonderful guy that he is, can you imagine he has not known the touch of a woman for two whole And that hurts. Yeah, that's been the, and the that's world. Been the the world is paying for his his. But but um, uh, uh, the, the the piece goes on to describe and 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 the point is that the reason all of us at one level were surprised that he did this because remember up until a week ago it was. Yeah, he, he's bluffing. He's not going to do it. He's just going to try to get them to give it, right? Just nobody would thought that he would be so, we think, kind of stupid to do this right? Um, because it just didn't make any sense because it would trigger all these sanctions that would cause pain at home. And, and uh, as, as much of a horrible country as Russia is politically, there is at some level some accountability and some sensibility if tens of millions of people are lined up at the ATM and can't get their money out. Okay. <laughs> that will that will that will transcend ideology every time. That will transcend your form of government. And uh, the piece goes on to talk about the kinds of dictatorships that there are, and that we over here and in the free world and, and in Western Europe, we just think of all dictatorships as dictatorships. And there's a range of them from the kind where there's a guy on top, but he's got a bunch of people around him and he is kind of accountable to them. And they do have a say in what goes on. That, that might be, say, Egypt is that kind of place. Mm -hmm. um, maybe the Philippines is that kind of place with these autocratic people. And then the range goes all the way to the other end where you have one man rule completely unaccountable to anybody Saddam Hussein now Vladimir Putin who didn't start out that way he didn't right. start out that way but he's become that over the years and uh at this point no one can tell him anything there is famous video now of that meeting last week between him and 
what, about 10 or 12 of the uh, people in the government who are close to him. And it so reminded me of that meeting where Trump had the cabinet members sit around the table and all tell him how great he was and how thankful they were. These guys all sat there silent, except for one guy, his head of security, who got up there and questioned for one-tenth of a second what was going on. And Putin just crushed him, just just uh, turned him into a, a, a bawling bowl of jelly. And he, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I agree with what we're doing. I mean, he, he managed to turn him around in about 30 seconds. And I assume that's because he's just so afraid of Putin. And he's Putin gonna gets, inf- right, gets information from nobody. So um, we're at a dangerous point because of that. The comparison to the old Soviet Union, it's hard to have nostalgia for the Cold War, Cold War and the old Soviet Union. But, but uh, except for Stalin, everything after that, it wasn't one-man rule. It was the Politburo. It, were, it was people yeah. commiserating with each other for the policy. And as a result, you didn't get very many threats except you know, once or twice. Okay, the Cuban Missile Crisis, not a good, not a good moment. But other than that, <laughs> other than other than that, and other than you know invading Czechoslovakia and taking over Hungary and th- things like that, um, it it wasn't the way it is now. We're at the mercy of the possible mentally deteriorated, paranoid mind of one person who nobody is able to get inside the head of and when he levels threats like he did a couple days ago essentially saying i'm just gonna fucking let the nukes go if i don't get my way right um you know this is this is pretty pretty serious shit and of course i i haven't seen the uh the blowback yet from republicans because joe biden did not take the bait and ratchet up our nuclear preparedness to the same level as the Soviets, tit for tat, he's going the other way. And again, there is a, there is a large body of thought and it is not a stupid body of thought. And it may apply more now than ever before, or it may not matter that when you have a, a rat who's cornered and the rat will do anything, he doesn't care. He has no, regard for anything going he has no regard for his people he has no regard for his economy yeah he just in his mind goes to sleep every night and it's either 1975 or it's 1948 right. when the russians first got the atomic weapons in 48 or in 1975 when you're probably at the the uh, peak of the cold war and the uh, the, the nose to nose uh, uh, variance between the United, you know, this is five years before Reagan ever took office. Okay. Uh, that's, that's, that's end of Nixon, um, Jerry Ford era, um, that weren't, that were at the mercy of, of this guy's megalomaniacal tendency. So Biden is doing what a lot of folks think is, is you got to give the guy space to back down. You got to give him, a chance in the parking lot to turn the car around because if you don't, he will floor it and he will run your ass over, which means in his case, fuck it. What do I care? Let, let's use a tactical nuclear weapon. We'll take care of Kiev. Now, of course, there'll be nothing left of it. It will be a, 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 but I don't, he doesn't care. 
He doesn't care. And, and, and uh, um, so Biden is, is now, is that going to be turned into a weak Joe? He let him get away with it. Women, I mean, you can just hear it. You can just hear sticking. whatever. whatever I, I don't does. think that's sticking. I don't think the weak Joe Biden shit is sticking at all. I think he, I think this is. Well, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. I think to to the most of mainstream <laughs> America, I think he's Biden is coming off as pragmatic and he's doing just fine for most people. Oh, by the way, here's a picture of this bank run that you were talking about. That's one of them in Russia. If you look closely, you can see Richard Burr's wife in there. Senator Burr's wife is right. I think she's. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. she's in that. She's in yeah. that uh, aquamarine parka. <laughs> that's that's where she. Is. Yeah. There's another banker. I what he yeah. what what does matter to him right now and what is driving him nuts. As far as Putin goes, he's turned Zelensky into the most popular leader in the world. And it, I'm telling you, he has to be pulling his hair out and crying because this guy is now the toast of the world. He, that bothers him. These protests in St. Petersburg are highly embarrassing to him. He's not going to sell it. He's not going to act like any of that bothers him. But he, he's just like Trump. And the thing that you were just describing about him putting himself into a corner and then wishing the world would bail him out in some way, shape, or form is exactly the playbook that Trump did when they would shut down the government. He would talk and pound the fist, and they would shut down the government, and there was no way out. And then they would have to turn to Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer to say, you got to yeah. give him a victory. you got to get him out of this because he's fucked himself up to his, up to his nose. He can't get right. out of this shit. Right. And, and do, do, right, and do you want to destroy the faith and credit of the United States of America by <laughs> exactly. by letting Trump? Get, yeah, you're right. No, I've, I'm uh, I'm with you. I, one one thing, and and I, uh, I I saw a a live interview. This was Saturday morning, Saturday morning, and uh, this was on CNN, and I think it was uh, Frederica Whitfield was the the interviewer. And she had on, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, this is the guy who was the president of Ukraine for six years, and he lost uh, two years ago to Zelensky. So this is the guy yeah. who came in after 2014 when they threw out the the uh, Putin stooge. Yeah, the, pu the puppets. Who had been in, right. And this guy was six years. So he's on for about 20 minutes. And... Uh, remember, this is, I guess, technically, he would be the Trump of Ukraine. He was the just defeated presidential candidate, okay? And he had just been the president. And did he leave Ukraine? No. No. Was he standing out on the street in a flak jacket? Yes. Yep. Uh, was, was he trying to fuck up Zelensky, the guy who beat him? Oh. No. Was he as supportive... And as steadfast as Zelensky has sounded in those videos, yes. Um, I, I was just amazed. I was amazed because now um, we have a, a country that most of us really hardly knew anything about. It's the old, you couldn't find it on a map if you ever. We, we know that. We understand that. Um, but we're getting a lesson in real time about democracy and the lesson very often comes from people who didn't have democracy and maybe just got it. They they mm -hmm. cherish it more. It's like immigrants who come to this country. They appreciate what we have way more than most of us who were born here 
And you want to talk about privilege? It isn't even white privilege. It's just American privilege in comparison with the rest of the world. We don't wake up you know, thinking that there are going to be tanks rolling down our streets. We don't worry about that. Uh, much of the world still has to. And now, even in democracies, uh, you have to be concerned about it. It could happen. But when, this was just an elongated piece with this uh, for the former president of Ukraine, who was all in, all in. And, uh, you know, think about it. what just happened in Afghanistan. Remember what happened? The, uh, the guy who was running Afghanistan got on an airplane and went vamoose. Yeah. Uh, about a week before the evacuation. He didn't want any part of it. He didn't oh. stand there with oh. his people. Um, he's out. Right, right, right. He dropped the mic and left. Uh, so the, that, that was, I, I thought it was just a wonderful uh, segment. I don't know whether they repeated it the rest of the day or whether it's gotten much traction. That's him. That's a picture. Uh, it's Poroshenko is the gentleman's name. Petra Poroshenko. Okay. Petra Poroshenko. And he's on the streets right. right there with everybody else trying to fight the Russians to uh, the nail. Well, unless those are unless those are crisis actors, Britt. They could be. <laughs> I, I, that could Ukrainian, be a Hollywood sound set. He could he could be in Paris doing that. It is possible. They can do everything these days. The Ukrainians are tough sons of bitches. I mean, I you, that's right. all you can say. I know that they're facing down armaments and overwhelming force and all that other shit, but they are tough, tough, tough sons of bitches. And well, he's he's done this shit before Putin has. When he's put guys at war, they would bury the soldiers very early in the morning so the public wouldn't see the soldiers being buried. Well, They would do it like you know, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning and I shit know. like that to keep it away from the public so the casualty number would not be known I, to them. I, I get it. But, you know, we're only four days into this. Yeah. And, you know, it, it it's clear that they didn't think this would be as hard as it was. Oh, my God. As always, you underestimate – uh, an insurgent population, which uh, he's turned Ukraine into that, Putin has, uh, of people trying to defend their their territory, which uh, you would have thought they would have learned that in Afghanistan because uh, they couldn't tame that country. And and this is a, uh, a far more sophisticated population, uh, a lot more educated. And, and uh, certainly, but that being said, uh, if you come in with, you know, massive, you know, uh, firepower and start dropping illegal bombs or or this kind of uh, weaponry, the, the kind that sucks all the oxygen out of a five mile area. So everybody's lungs collapse. You know, yeah. In yeah. other words, if you if if he starts using that kind of shit, which, of course, is all illegal, according to the rules of war, um, which he doesn't care about. No. He's already a war criminal. He's, he, but he doesn't care. So when you're fighting against somebody who who doesn't care, but. I think, and this goes back to the original thesis, which this guy uh, uh, in, in, in Slate has, which is Putin is such not a man of his time, okay? Right. Not only is he 69 years old, he's 70, right? Not only was he a KGB agent for the old Soviet Union, um, but because of the way he became the leader of Russia, which is right after uh, Boris Yeltsin. And there were a couple years there where he actually played the role of a of a rational reformer who would uh, really get the country moving in the right direction. Um, that was probably just a, an act. But uh, but this guy is still living in the, the, the time of rotary phones and has no I think he has no concept of the fact that you can't bottle up the information. 
Think about this right now. It's Facebook. It's Google. It's all those horrible, large companies that we need to break up here in the United States because they're <laughs> ruining our lives. They're the ones right now that are pulling the plug and they're censoring the Russian government from putting out bullshit. Well, how dare they? Well, next thing you know, they're going to censor the American. No, no, no. How they're, vital, they're doing. How vital has Twitter been in getting information out from the Ukraine? How vital has that service been? Right. Well, but but think of the the uh, irony here. Yeah. Um, and no, this doesn't restore Facebook and and, and, no, and Google's reputation. It does. But they, no, it helps. It, it, damn, it damn well helps. It yeah. damn well helps. It doesn't hurt. Um, that's for sure. No, this this sort of thing. He doesn't get that stuff. You're right about that. And he, but I think he gets the sense that he's that he's being undermined on the world stage. That he doesn't have that standing. He's not the the he strong, doesn't the strong Putin. Sure, because he, he doesn't. It, no, I think he knows that Zelensky is now like the hot record. I think he knows that that's like Zelensky is the popular leader, and he's he's been elevated a million times by this entire thing. And I think but, that but, burns his ass up. But but think of how he he's done it at least from a technical standpoint. Zelensky's done it by holding his phone in front of yeah. his face yeah. and talking to a phone. That's right. That's a guy who who understands this is how you get your message out to the world right, right now. And what does Putin do? He gives three hour speeches, droll, boring speeches. Wow. Who does that remind you of? Fidel Castro. Right. Oh, there's a there's a man of modern era. Right. Yeah, he's dead. Guy. <laughs> He's dead. Um, uh, so Putin doesn't understand that, and he doesn't understand that that uh, the people in Russia who know the truth but may have been afraid to do anything, it's bubbling up. And, and remember, we're only a year past him attempting to poison his number one opponent. Now, eight years ago, he poisoned an, you know, another uh, – he's done it before, but what's that guy's name? Uh, Navalsky? Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. The guy who's in jail right now, right? Who who uh, has has survived all the poisoning as the opposition, and he's still there, and he manages to get information out. Not exactly the way you would if you were a free person, but he gets it out there. Okay, you, it can't be stopped. You can't stop it. And Putin doesn't understand, and he does understand that that's a risk to him. He understands, but there's nothing he can do about it. Right. And the old days, the old days of uh, sending military into a foreign land, having your people, it always happens, some of your people get killed and you covering it up and pretending that it didn't happen. And then uh, a few mothers and grandmothers back in the home country, they raise a little ruckus and you, yep. you pay them off and they go away. Right. And, and you carry on and you do your dirty work, those days are over. You right. can't do it anymore. That's you correct. can't cover it up. And I don't think he understands that. And the problem is there's nobody that's going to walk in there and say to him, Vlad, here's why we're losing. Here's why we're losing. All right. Um, it's this ball. Number, it's number this one. Number, this thing right here. Right, right. And, and, and uh, uh, we, we can't use uh, Google Maps or Waze because they've blocked it, okay? They won't let us do it, so we don't know where we're going. We're fucked. Uh, and, and Putin goes, what is that? I, you know, Putin hasn't ever, right? When's the last time he was 
driving a car. He does, probably doesn't have any knowledge of this stuff. Wait, hold it. Here's it. Oh, you underestimate him. He knows everything. No, he calls. He's all he's a gotta, brilliant. All, st- all yeah. he's got to do is he's, he can call up Trump. Trump will explain Twitter to him. It'll be it's perfect. I mean, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me I as think, we uh, as we. As we wrap up, uh, let me just pitch for World Central Kitchen. That's Jose Andres' charity. They've already set up, and they're feeding people at the Polish border where the Ukrainians are streaming in. So if you want to give a couple of bucks to those guys, I think that's a very good one. Obviously, there's other ones as well, but World Central Kitchen and Jose Andres is just basically a national treasure. Thank God that he uh, migrated to this country and is an American and, and does such great work. So check yeah. those guys out. Yeah. Um it's uh it's an extraordinary moment um and uh, we don't know where it's going to end up nope but um it would it would be nice if uh somebody took care of business in russia that's all i'm going to say i'm going to say i don't want to say anything more. <laughs>